Hi everyone, and thanks for joining us on the latest episode of Asking for a Mate, the podcast for guys who are not afraid to go deep. Each month, I get the chance to ask my mates some tough questions and see what's underneath their thick skin. This month, we are November 2019, and we've got a pretty special episode. Not only because it's Movember, and I've been rocking a different style of moustache every day, but it's for a good cause. But because today is International Men's Day. So I've chosen to release this new episode on the 19th of November today, because this is the day where we celebrate the positive role models around us and the positive value that men bring to their communities. And that's exactly what Scott, my guest, is about. I met Scott almost a year ago, along with his crew of super close friends, aka the boys. And outside of being super loud and sometimes annoying for the people around them, the boys are a very tight group of young men who do almost everything together from intense triathlon to boozy wine club nights all the way to buying cryptocurrencies. But what really fascinated me with this group of mates is how supportive, open-minded, and considerate they all are with each other. And this kind of brotherhood, I think it's something that, that really touched me, but also something that I hope that my discussion that I'm having today with Scott encourages many other group of mates to have a similar attitude and support each other in the same way. So on behalf of all the boys today we've got scott welcome to the show thank you for having me <laughs> good to be here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today i've got uh, scott with me to talk about the boys the boys <laughs> the boys <laughs> under my not so thick skin <laughs> <laughs> so yeah as i was doing the intro i was like you know are you not afraid to go deep and you know do you have thick skin <laughs> I think I do have thick skin. We'll be okay. So why the boys? What are the boys? The boys could be anyone. It's anyone's yeah. mates, right? Yeah. For, for me, the boys are a select group of people that for whatever reason I end up doing 90% of the things I do with anyone are with this group of people and somehow we all have the same interests and the same drives and and I think – at times it gets a bit cult-like and anyone who gets a bit too close to this vortex of guys come in contact with the boys and that's, that's, that's it. But I thought it was a bit funny, not funny, but why I was chosen to be the, the leader of the boys and to speak on their behalf. I think how it came about is the fact that, A, you're not the only Australian of the boys, but Almost. Um, uh. I think it takes a, a certain uh, amount of courage to come on a podcast and talk. And, and I think I could feel no pressure, but I could feel that you would be genuine mm. and that you would be, you know, you're straight away. You said, I'm, I'm happy to come on the podcast. So I think. I'm never one to shy away from new 
new things. <laughs> it's my first podcast. <laughs> it was my first podcast as well as free fighting. Right. Yeah. And I think it's hard as well for him, uh, for guys to, to be there and be like, okay, let's sit down and talk mm. about you. I don't think mm. it's a very common thing, mm. but. Yeah. Well, my mum is a psychologist, so I've oh, actually grown up with chats like this and a dad too, who's very much up for having a good chat and yeah. getting to the bottom of things. But yeah, one-on-one getting to, you know, down to the deeper nasties with mum has yeah. always been something that I've done. So it's How was it going with a mum that is a psychologist? She wasn't always a psychologist. She was a school teacher for a long time and then she went back to uni and became a psych. And I think it scared my friends off more than anything because I think any friend that came over to my house when I was a teenager and mum asked them some questions, they just thought, oh, shit, she's, she's trying to get to the bottom of my soul and, you know, understand everything about me. But um, growing up was great because, you know, you've always got someone who not only are they your mum but they're also qualified to, you know, help, you help and, you know, they're, they're meant to get to the bottom of problems and stuff like that. So helps growing up with someone like that. So how do you think it impacted um, the person that you are now being able to have had those deep chats with both of your parents? I don't know. I, well, it's hard because you're only, ever, no, you're only ever yourself, right? So you don't know, really know what it's like to be other people and how they're, you know, going about situations in life. But I've always managed to be good at sorting out my own problems and, you know, if I'm struggling or I'm feeling down, I can kind of figure out why and get back on top of life. And, you know, I've, I've just, I've, I don't know whether it's just me, it's just how I am or mum has given me tools to be better at, you know, coping with things. I don't know, but mm. I don't know, I'm not complaining. I feel like, and I feel like I, I definitely know that, things that I've learnt off mum, like just little, even how you ask questions if if someone's not feeling good or no. you just talk to them or you just listen or stuff like that. Like I I think I've just picked that up off mum. So like, yeah. you know, if there's friends or loved ones that are not great, you can just do, you just, I just do that and I don't even realise I'm doing it until sort of afterwards and I'm like, ah, oh, thanks, thanks mum, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> so on so that note, it was going to come a bit later in my my questions, but since we're there, um, how do you, how do you reach out to a mate that is a little bit, that you can feel is a little bit in a difficult time? Uh, well, it depends on the mate. I mean, we, well, just the other week was running with some mates and we just spontaneously you know, mid run 15 Ks in or something. And just from being in that environment with some close friends, you know, one of them just starts just sh- shedding some weight mm. off their shoulders and talking. So it's like, you know, that's a very unique situation that someone just decides that that's the time to, to get something off their, off their back. And then, you know, then it's just listening and, and whatever, but I don't know if other situations when you can, you know, someone's going through a tough time. I, I've been in situations where, you know, people have really obviously been struggling and, you know, sat them down and asked if they want to talk about it. But 
it's touchy because a lot of times people don't want to talk about things like that. And, um, yeah, approaching it is a bit tricky. But luckily, like I've had a few friends that have had you know struggles with depression and stuff like that, and it's, everyone seems to be okay and they've sort of come out the other end. But I don't know. I don't know if I've helped in any way. But like I've talked to people and mm. you know been a been a, some ears that listen. I don't know. All you can, all you do is just be yourself and try and listen. Like, you know, what what would you want someone to do in that same situation if it was you or something? I don't know. Yeah, but I think that's interesting that you were saying that you guys were like mid run, and then mm. someone started, you know, talking and opening up. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's 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 really cool that you guys have that dynamic, or if even in a, in a group that you guys will just talk about things. Mm. Um, what I kind of like seen across the years is the fact that guys tend to speak to each other whenever they're like one-on-one, mm. whereas I think you guys have a bit of a more comfortable way of just opening up mm. to each other mm. you know, in a big group. Do you think? I think like the, you know, core group of close friends that we've got, I think it helps a lot in that our partners are also close friends in their own right or they're close friends with those same guys or like yeah. it's just a it's a complete um, network of people. So it's you often know the problems from other perspectives that someone's going through or something so you can sort of see it from different angles or, you know, so you don't need to be secretive about something or wait for the right time. It's like everyone sort of knows what's going on. Like yeah. let's just talk about it and. But I think it's interesting because you would you would assume that in a group like this, I would say cliche. Mm. Um, so you you were saying that the girls are very close friends with the girls, the guys are very close friends with the, with the guys. I would just expect the girls to talk a lot to each other, and the guys kind of mm. chatting about the foodie and I don't know the price of mm. um how I don't know, the house is in the house market in mm. Sydney. Mm. But I have a feeling that. It's different for you guys. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I think, well, I think we're talking about a very s- select group of people here. Yeah. Like, um, it's not all my guy mates, but it's like yeah. there's a, a few core guys. But I think it's different because those people, I, I came a bit later to this group of friends. Like, I've only known them five years or so. But before that, they they all live together and like they've you know they've been a, a core group for longer than that so I think that adds to it a lot like there's yeah. you know they're sharing in each other's lives and you know dreams and aspirations and things like everyone wants each other to succeed so if there's like a group talk if someone's telling about some new promotion they got and someone else is like oh I'm really trying to do this and it's like well, we'll you know we'll help you do that so that we can all be happy and successful you know like that's the sort of vibe but yeah I think that comes from originally from people living together and like you know sort of bringing this culture and you know love which luckily I think I've sort of piggybacked onto and I've just come in late and <laughs> having a good time <laughs> <We're the boys. laughs> it's such a good environment to 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 be in and I don't like I think it is a bit uncommon like I don't think like I don't not all friend groups are like that, I don't think. No. Like I've got other male friends that that are, you know, I've grown up with or um you know, just other guy friends that I have in my life that 
it's it's less like that. It's more just fun times and, you know, having a laugh, having a drink and, you know, then you go about your own life separately. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It is, I don't know. It is a bit of a special circumstance, but I'm not sure why really. No. Don't jinx it. <laughs> no, but that's, I think that's the, that's the reason kind of like of, of my, my questions around like what makes it so special? Mm. Why, mm. why are you guys, you, you just said it, why are you guys different than mm. other groups of friends? And, and why do you think that came about? I know you mm. said that the guys were living together, but I don't know. It feels like there is a little bit more to it. Mm. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, we've done a lot, like there's a lot of shared experiences and things in there too, like unique shared experiences that is sort yeah. of things that you only do that haven't done with anyone else. Like, um, whether it's you know, these mountain runs and like, you know, all these sorts of things, or, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tricky one to try and unpack. Oh, maybe you're right. The the idea of yeah, when you go on a fifteen hour run, I don't know how long it well, guys well, took you. Because I think that the, these are the people that you sort of like. Cause I think sometimes that you know your family is the closest thing to you, mm. and they are like you know biologically and everything. But really, they're your your parents are like you know they're they're moving through life, but they're at a different time, different stage. You know, so. That, in a way, like your friends, the people that you're moving with life, you're at the same point, you know, you're, you're doing this together as a collective. It, it, it makes you almost closer to them because you're, you're experiencing this thing with them. And, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's like, <laughs> but it's, I, I think there's a, it's a special bond you get with friends who you're, yeah. you, you're, you're going through the same moves through life and you can, you recognize yourself in them, you know, and they obviously do the same in you. And it's like that, that creates that bond. I think that, you know, you can see like we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to get to the same place. We're all in the same place currently, or we're all yeah. like come from the same place. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just ranting now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think it does make sense because. Philosophical chats with Scott. <laughs> That's the new name of the podcast. <laughs> no, I think you're right with the, um, the idea of parents, like as much as you're close to your parents and um, and you can talk, I mean, it depends on the relationship you have, but even if you can talk about anything with, with your parents, um, there's still things that you want to have in common with your friends and things that, I don't know, you want to only talk mm. to your friends about. Mm. Is there anything though? that in your group of mates and when I'm saying this, I'm talking about the boys, mm. is there anything that you, you kind of see as like, this is not something you would talk to them about? Something I wouldn't talk to the guys yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it hasn't been yet. Yeah. Do you feel like there are things between between you guys, like you, you talk about a lot of different things, I guess. Well, I mean, it's not like we get, we get around and we're like, right, he's got some problems <laughs> really? today, you know, or who's I got some goss? Like it, that's not what happens. No, not goss, but I, I don't know. Wouldn't you just say so that when you, when you guys meet, mm. it's a little bit of a it's, I think it's deep just, and meaningful happening. Well, I think, I don't, it does, I don't think it's intended to be deep and meaningful. It's just openness, I yeah, think, and like free flowing conversation. No one's really scared to talk about anything. I don't think anyone 
goes, right, we're going to really get to, the, get to the bottom of it today. <laughs> but I mean, like we, I think there's a fair amount of deep and meaningful stuff that comes from, um, like, I don't know what, what the content we're, we're meant to be talking about here, but like what comes from like, um, you know, these days of just, you know, taking acid and talking about life for yeah. eight hours. Like there's a certain level of unintentional deepness that comes from that, you know, that talk about stuff that you probably wouldn't talk about usually or. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the, that's like a, it's like a, and, uh, you know, one of those unique life experiences that you, you yeah. have and you share with people share. that you don't have with other people, you know. Yeah. But Sometimes that feels a bit like my podcast. <laughs> What's that? Well, it kind of is. <laughs> you like you never sit down with someone and talk about yeah. their life. Well, it a, is unusual. It's like unusual, to just yeah. go right, you and me sit across from each other and just <laughs> can't hear anything else. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. It's unusual. Yeah. I it's think good. let's let's I don't know. Let's either all do acid or let's all do podcasts. I don't know. Do you think that your experiences <clears throat> with the guys going into those places, do you think that has changed your relationships? Men, then after those nights or those days happen, yeah, I think so. I think I, the way I approach other other guy friends who are not part of that group yeah. that we're talking about has changed slightly, and I think for the better. And you know, try and taking some of the the magic elsewhere, you know, which which can only be a good thing. I think it's just, like there's no there's no bad aspect to it, you know. It's if you can cultivate a good relationship with your mates mm. and it's beneficial for everybody, yeah. you know, like why wouldn't you try and do that with every friend, find a way to do it with every, yeah. you know, mate you've got, guy or girl. So how are you trying to bring this into a new group of friends or, you know, other group of friends? Apart from just doing acid <laughs> with other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that. Uh, oh, no, just the, just the. I think the inclusiveness and the, the openness that you can just t talk to people about anything and I think recognising that, like what I was talking about before, recognising that we are all on the same journey and we're all, no one's got an instruction manual on how to do it. Everyone's sort of just bumping into each other trying to figure it out, mm. you know. You recognise that. You recognise we're all, you know, doing our best. Just help each other if we can, you know. Yeah. That's like, and if I can help someone else be better at something, like great, it makes me feel better. You know, hopefully they'll do the same back. It's just that's pretty basic stuff, you know. <laughs> but it's funny, like when it, when it, when it, you know, when it all sort of comes together, you end up with this thing, like you know, a bunch of people who really get along and really yeah. enjoy each other's company, and you know, and like it's beneficial for everybody. Great. It sounds like, like from my experience, some group of friends will have a little bit of competition happening between within the people. Like, doesn't matter, girls or boy. Um, but from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like you guys have really competition between. between I mean, not better, but apart from that, that's about it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would interview <laughs> any of them and say the same. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't. Well, why should there should be competition though? Like, 
you know, it kind of goes against the whole philosophy of it. If you the what the philosophy of the boys? Yeah. What's the philosophy, the philosophy of the boys? Of the boys. <laughs> what is it? There's actually heaps of competition. So yeah, I'm actually contradicting myself. Yeah, is yeah. that? Well, we all like like to consider ourselves athletes, you know. Yeah. So there's heaps of competition there. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're the best at something. Yes. But that's but it's you know, if it's there's a big difference between banter and and joking and yeah. and like bitchiness divorce yeah know, like which i don't think that no that's yeah. not a thing so talking about banter when i was talking about uh this podcast to a few of my mates we kind of like came to the conclusion that guys have a lot of banter like banter is the thing that guys value mm. the most and almost to the point where it takes over a whole conversation and because there is so much banter that's kind of the default mode. But how do you go from banter to being serious and to actually talking about the deep stuff? Imagine like you're all kind of making jokes and throwing jokes around la, 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 mm. and was the loudest, was the, mm. was the funniest. How do you break that banter and kind of start talking about shit? Like there is this thing that just happened at work and, or, you know, you know, my girlfriend is literally like about to leave me or something. Yeah. Well, I think, like the default is banter because you should be trying to have a good time all the time, right? You know, the default's not something's gone wrong. Like that, hopefully that's not happening very often. So like I think it's good that the default is banter because everyone should be jovial and, you know, making jokes and taking the piss and everything. But I don't know, like if 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 there is ever a problem, like I've, I've never been in a situation where someone's gone, guys, I need to talk about something. Or, you know, there's an issue and it's someone not, starts it's, cracking jokes about it. Really? Like, no, that doesn't, but that's not a thing. Like I feel like if, if, if you know that if your friend's well enough, yeah, you know when they're talking about something real and serious and then it's like, right, how do we help or something, you know? Yeah. Like if, but you if, know, you, if you're cracking jokes <laughs> at the wrong time, you probably don't know the person well yeah. enough, you know? But I've, I've got this, this idea in my head and I'm, I'm, I've seen it before Yeah, being like, you can feel that that person is talking about something serious ish, yeah. obviously not trying to sound too serious. Oh, right. And then you've got someone that just cracks a joke about it. And obviously they just go back well, into someone, the shell. Someone talking about something serious under the cover of banter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That yeah. as well, for sure. Like I've, I've, I've got friends who've had, had issues and you can tell there's something wrong and they won't, say anything or they're you know, tough and they just want to deal with it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily banter, but it's like disguising anything as, you know, it's everything's okay and whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure it happens. But you, if if you know the person well enough, like I knew that person well enough to know there was something wrong. Yeah. So you try and talk to them. But if you're if you if you going through a tough time and someone just keeps cracking jokes at you, fucking hell, they're yeah. going to go. Yeah, but that, <laughs> I think that's a bit of the thing is like the the fear of being being vulnerable in front of the guys because I think as a as a group, banter is the thing, and you know if you go out of the joke mm. moment, I don't know. Mm. That basically what I got from talking to a few mates is like, yeah, you can have a serious conversation one on one with a guy, mm. but it would be rarer in a group. Mm. Would you agree with that? I just kind of think it's it's going to depend on the group. I feel like, but this all this stuff that we're talking about, 
is all stuff that happens or you you get you're better at this stuff as you get older. Like guys are late developers. We're not real like we're in our twenties. <laughs> guys in their twenties, you're not having a serious conversation with the guy in his twenties. Like Really? Well, I think pretty rarely, you know. Well it, I think as you get older you get you're more in tune with what's going on. You you're like you understand life more. Yeah. So that all this stuff makes more sense and you kinda you get it. Yeah. A bit more. Yeah. So I think it's two different conversations. There's like there's guys in their mid to early twenties yeah. are very different creatures to guys <laughs> in mid to early thirties, you know. Creatures and like and like this word. Yeah. So how different how did it change over time your relationship with your mates? In your twenties you're not doing anything special. You're just partying and, you know, pissing all the money you earn up the wall. <laughs> like you, you get That's to a your, great expression. <laughs> you get you get to your thirties and you know, then you realise you you've you're like, fuck, I've actually got to, you know, what am I doing? I've got to, like, get my stuff sorted out. Yeah. And it's at that same time you start to sort of realise that, you know, there's other people that are doing the same thing and you're trying to, you know, that's when you, this whole group mentality thing comes together and you, you're working together, I think. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's interesting because when you are describing your relationship with, with your group of boys earlier and the fact that you support each other and you help each other, it sounded slightly like a networking group a little bit. It kind of is. Kind of. It's kind of like a, a sports club. Meet a networking it's group yeah. and let's party super hard together yeah. as well. Yeah. It's a great club. Yeah. How does, how does your. Well, that's, that's the, that's a big part of it though. Like, like I said before, like having a bunch of people that are all into the same things, do 90% of the stuff that they do together. Yeah. Which are very varied things. Like, you know, they're not very different like all these activities and things like to such a such a big collective of experiences and stuff you know so, it's so what do you guys do together <laughs> <laughs> what should i say what you guys don't do together I don't know. what do you guys do together we, we do a lot of running we do a lot of you know it's triathlons we do a lot of partying and we're just we're about to start a thing called wine club but we're going to like just drink wine and start collecting wine together you know we um we microdosed for a bit. We went to work and did our normal jobs, and then we 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 bought we bought questionable cryptocurrencies for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, whatever the flavor of the month is, we all seem to just jump on the bandwagon and do it together. Yes, yeah. like yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying like it's almost like a cult. It sounds like a cult. It I sounds think. like a cult. The more you get me to talk about it, I'm like, oh, these people. <laughs> so the previous episode. I've never had to try and defend my relationships so much before. <laughs> defend your relationship. Well, not de- like, yeah. you know. Describe it, list. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. And the more I'm describing it, the more I'm realising it sounds a bit culty. <laughs> well, you were saying earlier that. All the best cults start out as good things, though. Really? You know, they only turn into bad things when oh, they get a shit. bit too many people involved. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now it's a closed-off group. It's a closed-off cult, Okay. Yeah. How many people? Uh, well, it's little. It's a smallish group. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough to be dangerous. Okay. Well, we'll see about that mm. in a few years. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> people in this podcast are like, wow, I want to get around these guys. <laughs> Numbers are going to go through the roof. <laughs> Where can we register? I put in the show note, guys. Oh God. Okay, so you were saying that um, it's ninety percent of of the things that you you do, um, you do it together, and that you, I guess, I assume that you guys picked up things that others were doing. 
How much do you think like you've got some kind of influence that is like permeable, like kind of like basically dissolving to the rest of the group and how much do you think you're influencing your mates? I think, yeah, hundred percent. We all <laughs> influence each other. If, if one of us starts doing something yeah, guaranteed, everyone else will start doing that at least for a short period of time. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's just. That was my next question. Is it good or is it bad? Well, I mean, you, you're, you're definitely trying new things and you're like, you know, yeah. discovering what you like and don't like. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. What's the weirdest thing that you guys tried <laughs> apart from the cryptocurrency? Oh, okay. Not weird. They're not, they're not weird things. They're, the best or the, the weirdest or whatever. I mean, the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency thing came at a time when we were also experimenting with microdosing and so it was the combination of the two so we were doing that <laughs> going to work functioning functioning as professionals whilst also buying large amounts of money with a cryptocurrency and then <laughs> just basically gambling all day at work and that was fun for a bit whilst microdosing yeah yeah how did that turn out it was fun. It was yeah. it was fun. We lost a bit of money, but had some good times. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the microdose or in the crypto? No, in the crypto. Yeah, it didn't go well. How did it go at work though? Our work was great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone so noticed that you encountered no, a different? Really? No. Probably was just doing a better job of everything, and hopefully someone noticed that. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's the space of? The girls in your life in terms of <laughs> like you've got the boys. <laughs> yeah, you've got the boys. I think they, they love us and hate us in equal measure. Okay. So do you have girlfriends? Yes. Like yes. female friends? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're all friends, friends with each other. Um, but, yeah, it's a love-hate relationship with, I think, individually. They, you know, everyone gets along great. But if the boys are together and you've witnessed it, it's like it can be a bit loud and in your face and everyone's <laughs> excited. It's like a bunch of dogs that get together and no one knows what to do and they're, they're all just pumped that they're there <laughs> doing something. <laughs> How would you define the difference in your relationship with, with girls, like female friends versus your male friends? Um, well, it's very different, I think. I mean, I've got, I've got, quite a few female friends, but I think the majority of them are all through my girl, well, fiance and they're all her friends. Yeah. You know, they're by default now my friends. <laughs> didn't have a choice. <laughs> no. Well, I didn't or they didn't. <laughs> um, but now, yeah, obviously they're all close friendships, but it's, I think it's different when it's, I think you're never going to have the same friendship when it's someone of the opposite sex because you just, you're not, you're not, no matter how much you think you are on the same page, you're not, you're not, you haven't gone through the same things in life as they have, you know, like the, I think guys, there's a bit of a kinship. It's just like girls have the same thing together. Like you're always going to have that. I think like I get the same thing the older I get with my, um, my relationship with my dad has become like more and not that we have a bad relationship, but it's like I'm realizing more and more what he went through and because mm. I'm going through the same stuff and it's like you get closer because of that, it's this kinship and, yeah. and it's just something that you, you're not going to have with 
um, like my mum, for instance, like just like I'm not going to have the same relationship I have with the boys with girlfriends. I mean, you can have a close relationship. Like I've got really close girlfriends, but, and, you know, they're, they're close friendships, but it's like it's different to Not the boys. The boys. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what do you think are the differences that you, that you go through that a girl would be different and would not get or have a different experience? Um, the reason is because I grew up with, um, I grew up with two sisters, but mm. we were not very close when we were growing up. Mm. So I was only, I was spending a lot of time with my friends and I have to say that now thinking about it, all my, my friends were male. Mm. So I, I spent 90% of my time from like zero to 18, mm. hang out only with guys. Mm. I did everything with them. I played like FIFA, I was smoking doobies. Mm. So if, if one of them was saying like, you can't really understand I was and be like, what? No, it's not that, no, I think I think maybe it's, I said the wrong thing. It's not that you can't understand something. I think I think what what differentiates a close friend from the boys is you can you can have a. I think it's got a lot to do with being a guy because yeah. it's like guys. I think uh, like we've always you know if you think back to like you know when we're like hunter gatherers, you know, yeah. we go off into the bush and we're trying to like hunt something. We go off as like this bunch of guys, you know, the boys go off to get the meat, right? Like if that's just, that's what happened, right? Yeah. We could agree on that. And it's like you go off and it's, that's when there's banter and it's like it's teamwork and you're doing all this stuff and it's laughs and it's camaraderie and, you, you know, that's like I think that's it's, it's built into us to do that. And as close as a friendship is you can have with, a girl, like you can have super close friendships, but you don't, I think it's harder to have all of that stuff that sort of, in, like it's distilled into us to, to have that. Yeah. Like I think that's just, that's, that's, a, that's a thing with guys, groups of guys in general, like guy yeah. friends. It's like I think we have this thing that we, we, we it's like it's, it's just a, I don't know what it is. It's like an energy that comes from being in a, a pack of guys. It's yeah. like that is something that's, it's primitive in our brains that we we can't really <laughs> control, you know. It's like I think it's. A are real you thing. saying that you're that advanced that you're the same as a Stone Age guy? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you've met these guys. <laughs> no, you're not that bad. No, but you know what I mean. Like I think there's a there's something there that is just etched into our brain that no matter how much you want to or want or try to recreate that with female friends, it's yeah. it's harder. Like you might still do it. And you know, it sounds like you had a really great relationship <laughs> with, with those guys. <laughs> but I think it's just hard. I think it's just a bit harder. Yeah. In the last episode, um, I recorded with Benny. We were talking about this, the friendship between guys and girls. And, and I think we were raising the question, asking whether it was an Australian thing or not to have those really close male relationships. Because if you go out, you can see it's like, a group of girls mm. and a group of guys. I think that's a very Australian thing. Yeah, but why? I don't know, and I never really realised it until I started hanging out with a lot of English people. Yeah. So, and and they, like Camilla told me, she noticed it and she said it to me. It's like, yeah. you know, you can see maybe you go to a dinner party and, you know, when there's more Australians in the mix, it's like, you know, all the guys might head to one end of the table yeah. and the girls sort of head to the other end and it's like that's not, that's not that normal. No, yeah. For English people. And I was like, well, I, I never really thought about it until that. 
and now I really notice it. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Yeah. Like, I don't know because it's like we all, I don't know, everyone I grew up with went to co-ed schools. So it's not like we've been brought up to yeah. segregate ourselves. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I have, so since since understanding that that was a thing, I do make a point of if there's, a man, I get to a party or something. Yeah. And boys are like starting to head in one corner. I'll like make a point to try and. Mingle with the girls. Yeah. Filter myself elsewhere. Okay. You just said that you have a fiance. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you're going to get married. Yes. I'm assuming that obviously you've got groomsman. Yes. And best man. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are they the boys? Are they other boys? <laughs> oh boy. Funny enough. <laughs> Funny enough. How did um your fiance take it like when you chose the boys? Well, it's funny because like I said before, like they they are guys that I haven't known for huge amounts of time. Yeah. So it was I don't know, I don't think she was shocked, but I was like, look, these are the guys I spend, you know, six days a week with. <laughs> You know, like the other people that, you know, I want to have with me on the day. Yeah. I think she was, she was, because like they're her best friends too. So it's like, it's not, yeah, not like they're, you know, wild cards, but she was stoked. I was stoked. How, how does she fit with the boys? She went to school with a couple of them, with okay. dads. So that kind of makes a, so basically, if she grew up with the boys, she did. She probably. One of the boys. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm or- one of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> you ruined it. Wedding's off. <laughs> Why would I ruin it? It's even better, no? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's kind of like. It's very culty now, that wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting married between us. I'm gonna, that's my first wife done. I get a couple more and then it's a real cult. Well, you decide. Yeah. You decide. Yeah. What's next? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, I guess you chose those guys. How do you expect their role was going to be in your? I thought about it from who do I, who do I want standing next to me on the, on the big day, you know, and supporting yeah. me through that. Yeah. And I guess that's the same thing. It come, you know, what comes after that as well. But one thing that did factor into thinking about all this was I was looking, I was with up with my dad on the coast and we're looking at um, old wedding photos and old photos of like him when he was, yeah. you know, my age and stuff. And there was a, like, there was a few people that he was like, oh, that's so-and-so. He was a groomsman at my wedding. But there was a couple of people and they were like all people that I've just never met. I've never mm. even heard of these people. Yeah. So that, that tells me that they were, these were friends that he had up until a point and then, for whatever reason, they just went their own separate ways, which which happens. Yeah. But I was I thought that's quite sad in a way that like you've got these people that have meant to you know carry your journey on with them. And yeah. It's not there. Yeah. So I, I did I did think about yeah who I wanted yeah. to you know have people that are gonna continue on that the life journey. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that these people you know we we're, we're not gonna think I'm far enough down the track of my life that I can kind of see where it's headed and, you know, like I feel like these people are going to be on the same path. Yeah. So how much has, because you said that you joined that kind of group or Mm. the group came about uh, a few years ago, how much do you think that it changed who you are 
and where you are maybe as a man or. Mm. Made me appreciate, you know, what a really close friendship group can be because it's, it's, it is unique. And then trying to cultivate that in other, other groups, like if you can. Like I've got other friends that I've had for years that, you know, you try and carry over some of the positive vibe and, the, you know, the, um, yeah, I don't know, the openness, but it's difficult because it's, I think it's, a, it's not something that happens everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's a very close-knit little, it's a community of like, and it's, and it's, and it's people that, like a lot of these people are from the UK. Yeah. From other countries. And so mm-hmm. they don't have family here. So they like create their own little family yeah. community in the friend group. I was going to ask you about this. How much do you think um, it has impacted the dynamic of the group? The fact that a lot of the guys, a lot of, sorry, I love the boys. Mm-hmm. I love the boys and not Aussie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a big part of it for that reason that, that you know, people don't have their family yeah. close. I mean, like a lot, a lot of people, most people who move to Bondi, they, they don't have family in Bondi. Like it's a, it's a place of you know, misfits that sort of end up, or professional misfits, you know. Professional they, misfits, they, yeah. You know, got good jobs, but they're still misfits. But, you know, it's, it's rare that you'd, someone's got family that lives there as well. You know, you're not, no one's from Bondi. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think having people that are from the UK and, you know, Growing up, they're, they're like they're they're away from everyone that they can turn to and stuff. So they, you know, you got to rely on each other. Yeah, and I think that like that's a huge part of it. I see that with Camilla and her friends, you know, and English guy friends, and it's I think it's really nice. Like it's a for someone who does have family not too far away. Like I can go and see my family. Yeah, so I've got the sort of the best of both worlds. I can have this fr- close knit community of friends and also have the family which is great but one day i'll be in the uk and i'll really I'll to, is I'll that to, is that an announcement are you you're going to be moving to the i UK? think we will we will at one point in time it's will not you? fair to it's not fair to steal her away from the uk and make her live here forever okay so what are you going to do with the boys there's some boys over there oh really <laughs> <laughs> you're going to replace the boys or <laughs> No, but they're, they're all over the place. You, you'll, you'll, okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll find some boys there. Yeah. A new group of boys. Yeah. yeah. The boys is a philosophy too, you know. Okay. It's a, it's a mentality of people. So what is it then? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what is it then? <laughs> What's well, the like, mentality? I mean, you can have, you can have the, um, no, it's not true. I think it's, it is, it is, it's unique. It's what, what is happening in this little friend group. But I feel like if we move, if we move to the UK, um, you just got to try and cultivate that somewhere else, Yeah, you know, make friends with everyone and it doesn't sound easy. So what, tell me what's so unique about this, this crew? I don't know. They're just all love, lovable people, you know, everyone's no, 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 no. It's more like, I don't know. Sounds like there's more to it. There is, and I think, but I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. I think the a huge part of it is the fact that they're they're all a lot of them are people that know each other from the UK. They've they've moved here without, you know, they've moved here together without their family, and then they've created this you know, 
insular community. Mm. So, so obviously you're Aussie and you're one of the only Aussie in, in the group and you've got mates outside of it. And I think, um, I think you agree with me to say that as much as the boys are loud and, you know, and then they'd be like a group of <laughs> prehistoric men, mm-hmm. um, there is something great about, about the way you guys communicate and support each other and mm. I don't know are there for the good stuff, but also when the things are a bit not that, that great and, and you're comfortable showing your vulnerabilities to each other and, you know, being open-minded and, and just open. Mm. You were mentioning that openness. It's interesting you've picked up on it so quick too. You know, you, you've, you've come into the group and seen that. I'm not part of the boys, mate. I know, but, I know, <laughs> but, but I mean, you've, but you've, you've seen that anyway, I know, you know. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. you know, I've got a podcast. It's about Aussie men and trying to understand yeah, how yeah, guys yeah, work, yeah. right? <laughs> You're like my mum. <laughs> getting flashbacks. <laughs> what would your mum say about the boys? She's definitely going to, she's, she's met the boys. She right? loves them. Yeah. 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 Does she say anything about the boys? I don't think she's analyzed them to that extent, but. Are you sure? Maybe she just hasn't shared it with you. Yeah. I know. She's probably got a notebook. Yeah. So yeah, when I was. <laughs> Overanalyzing the way you guys uh, are and, and the fact that you're comfortable sharing things and which um, I think we both agree is pretty rare, especially in Australia in a group of, of guys. Um, how would you say, could we, could we spread the boys? Could we spread the boys? How can we spread the boys basically? So this is when it turns into a dangerous cult though. Yeah. I feel like if you're, if you're a guy who's getting around and you want to be successful in life, whether it's through happiness or just life choices, anything like you, you need to look at role models and, you know, you look for your parents, but you you should be like looking to your mates and like surrounding yourself by people that make you feel good and, you you know, make them feel good. It's like a supportive environment. Yeah. If that's not the case, if, if someone's doing that, if someone's not doing that, someone's surrounding themselves with negative people. Like, I just you could, like I just don't see how that. Like, why would you would even do that? Because if you if you you're surrounding yourself with positive people, mm. this should just happen. You know, like. But this. you know, some positive people might not be asking like, "How are you doing, mate?" And it looks like you're not doing great. Do you want to have a chat? You know, mm. I don't think being positive. I've seen a lot of positive guys yeah. around. Well, it's me openness, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, you know, it's also being comfortable mm. with, with each other's vulnerabilities. Vuln- I can't pronounce that word. Mm. Um, mm. Because I don't know. I don't know how you spread that. No. It's kind of, yeah. It's just, it takes, it takes, yeah, because it, it takes you wanting to feel vulnerable. Yeah. Because you've got to do that. You've got to do that. Once for the first time, yeah. Before you can see that it's reciprocated and that it's yeah. all a comfortable, yeah. loving environment. So yeah. it takes someone to do it, I guess. That's how yeah. you spread it. You just got to do it yourself, and then you know, if someone receives it well and they respond, then then you've just done it, and then you know, yeah. then you've you've started the ball rolling. I feel like a lot of the questions you've asked are like trying to get to the the, the nut of the the thing, and I just don't know if I have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm not doing my job properly. No, I just no, I just think I I just don't know. I don't know. I don't think there's a 
it's not like a line you can say do this and you'll have this thing yeah because that just doesn't happen like i think it's a it's a multitude of things that all come together in this you know, this perfect yeah. little storm so on behalf of the boys, because now you're mm. officially the representative of the boys, mm. or at least on, on my podcast, mm. do you have any any last thing about to say about the boys or I'm the boys? <laughs> You've recognised the fact that the boys are pretty good. The boys are pretty good. The boys are pretty good. Yeah, well you're marrying one of the boys now we, yeah. now we know. God, she's gonna hate <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been so much fun. Yeah, well, okay, we'll have the boys next. We will definitely be back <laughs> <laughs> on mass. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for listening until the end of the episode, guys. If you'd like to see the absurd moustache I've been drawing on my face every day this month, you can follow us on Instagram at askingforamate.podcast. And if you'd like to donate to our Movember page, you can go on their website and search for asking for a mo. You like what I just did there? We'll be back next month for another great episode. So in the meantime, don't forget to be asking for a mate. Yeah.